Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Hey, we're in our Christmas series that we started a few weeks ago. It's called Unto Us. Do we know the, the carol for unto us, the child? You know that? For unto us. And it's from Isaiah 9 verse 6 and it says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he'll be called what? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And it's a season of turmoil and defeat for the nation of Israel, the people of God. They're in a foreign place, and, and uh, well, they're in a bad place, I should say. And the prophet says to them, hey, there is going to be coming a Messiah a coming saviour, and they don't know, but they don't realise that at the time he's coming in 700 years. Can I say this today, church? Be encouraged. We're not waiting for the saviour. He's already come. Today, he's already in your life. If you've given your life to Jesus, if you haven't, I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive the saviour into your life at the end of my sermon. Those four names, wonderful counsellor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of, uh, Prince of Peace, uh, they describe who Jesus is, His character. They talk about what He's going to come to do, His mission here on earth. And week one, we looked at how Jesus is our wonderful counselor. He is too uh, magnificent to describe and He is our guide. I want to ask you at this Christmas season in your life day to day, what are you Letting guide your life. Is it the wonderful counselor or is it stress, anxiety, dysfunction, uh, consumerism, all those types of things? Or is it the mighty counselor? Week two, we looked at mighty God, omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. That is God. That is the God that we serve. And he is his mighty power. We talk about how he's working in you, for you, and through you. So if you miss those messages Get onto our podcast, get onto YouTube, you can watch those there. Today we're going to look at the next one, which is Everlasting Father. Come on, let's pray. And as I pray, why don't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Your presence is with us. You are for us. You're working in us. I pray today you anoint these words. We've come to meet with you, God, with you, Jesus. So we pray that we do in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, turn to the person next to you and say, it's great to see you today. So good. I was at High Point this week and I was doing some Christmas shopping and um, it's the first time I've been there for a long time and I'm getting in early, guys. Usually, usually it's like Christmas Eve, I'm just like rushing and, and stressed out, but I was, well, I was there Christmas shopping for my younger son, Roman. And please, what I say now, please, I want you to tell him about it, okay? Because I'm going to talk about his gift. I don't want you guys to ruin it for me, all right? Now, anyway, he has a tablet that he uses that Joelle got when she was in year three. She's going into year 10 next year. So it's a tablet seven years old, and it's all cracked. And I'm not even talking about the screen. I'm talking about the tablet itself. It's got holes in it. We actually have to sticky tape up a certain section so he doesn't cut his fingers on it. Like, it's, it's just bad. It's bad. And so we thought, you know what, let's get him a new tablet. And so I go along to the Samsung store at High Point, if you know the one that I'm talking about. You, you may only be familiar with the Apple store. There's, there's other stores, guys. Come on. It's not just an Apple world. 
there's an Android out there too. And, you know, we, so I go there and I have to, you know, do all this stuff and I get in and I tell them what they want. So they grab the item and, and they take it up to the counter. And since when did this become a thing? They ask for my name, my telephone number and my email address. I'm like, man, I didn't come here to sign up for something. I just came here to buy something. And so I had to go through that whole process. And then they finally ring up the price and I said to them, hey, look, just want to double check because it was on sale. And like, some of these places are sneaky, yeah? If you don't mention it, they don't give it to you. And so I said, hey, it's X amount of dollars, right? And they said, oh, no, it's, it's this other amount. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it was like twice the price. I'm like, oh, um, I don't know about that. Can you just check it again? Uh, because when I was online searching, I didn't say this to them, but I was thinking, I, I looked for the cheapest tablet I could find. It was a bit nasty. So then I went to the second cheapest, and it was still, oh. So then I went to the third cheapest and I was like, you know what, this is for my son Roman, there's a good chance he's going to break it in a year. I don't want to spend decent money, you know, so I said, this is my budget. So they're like, no, and I said, look, this is what it says on the website, so they have a look. They're like, oh, this is confusing. Another person comes, there's two people now. One goes into the back, brings out more items, scanning it, no, it's still the same price. By now I'm like, oh, I'm, no, I'm not going to pay that amount of money, you know. And uh, a third person comes over and I'm like, whoa, I'm a VIP. And they say, oh, this is the problem. You've actually, they've actually got the 4G version of the tablet. Do you know what that means? It means you can put a SIM card in it and use it wherever you go. I'm like, no, I don't want the 4G version. I just want the Wi-Fi version. And they're like, this is all we've got. You can buy it if you want. I'm like, no. That's okay. Thank you very much for your time. Maybe another time, another day. And so I did what I should have done. I went next door to JB Hi-Fi, got it straight away, got a cheap case. And that's, you know, never go to the proper stores. Go to the other retailers, you know. And uh, Mr. JB, I'll take that $50 rebate or whatever it is. It's a bit of fuss, you know, a bit of confusion about what was going on. It was a bit of, you know, we didn't know what was happening. They were confused. I was confused. That's what happens. The, 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 the same day, I'm taking my daughter, Joelle, to go see a friend. And so I start heading to this friend's house. And she goes, Dad, you're going in the wrong direction. I said, what do you mean? This, this, is, where the, this is where your friend lives. And she's like, no, no, we're not going to her mum's house today. We're going to the dad's house. And I'm like, oh, you, you, the parents are separate. I said, you should have told me. Like, I'm confused now. So now we're heading on the, the, the old Calder Highway, and we're just like miles away from where we need to be. Have you been in a season of life where you've ever felt confused? Where you're just sort of like unsure about what's happening? The last couple of weeks we've had this, uh, you know, the Omicron variant of the, of, the, of the virus that's come out. And now we're all like, what's happening with the vaccinations? What's happening with our borders? Can we go, can we do things? And all these kinds of questions that are popping up. Confusion, not sure what's going on. And then... We have a Christmas series, and we read a scripture verse from Isaiah 9:10, and it talks about a son being born, being given, and it talks about an everlasting father. And it talks about Jesus, and we, and we say to ourselves, but, but isn't it God who is the father and Jesus the son? And, and we ask ourselves questions like this, and we may be a little bit confused. Well, today, just to clarify, we, we, we understand that God is the whole uh, encapsulation of the three the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the words are interchangeable at different times. But we see the word Father, everlasting Father. This morning, I want to take a, a snap poll here. Who here has had a father? Who here has had a dad? Yep, we've all had dads. 
Now, you may not know your dad, but we've all come from someone who we call a dad or a father. And all of a sudden, Isaiah is revealing Jesus as the father to those who believe in him. And that word father for us today can elicit very different emotions, very different feelings, very different memories for us. See, for some of us, your memories of dad might be great memories. You might have fantastic memories of your dad. He, he was just a, a fun guy to be around. He was a, a loving dad. He always took time out to be with you. He, he made mistakes, sure, but he was a good guy. For others, it's a different case. For some of us, when we think of father, it actually, we don't have good memories. We don't have good emotions. When we think of our father, we don't, we don't question whether we think he was maybe not a great dad. We know. We say to ourselves, he was a bad dad. And here's what happens. We often confuse Jesus, Christ, God, the everlasting Father with our earthly father. And we take the image, the experience that we've had with our earthly dad, and we project that onto our heavenly dad, our heavenly father, and we see him through that type of lens. We see Jesus through the lens of our earthly dad. And when we do that, we don't see Jesus for who he truly is. When he talks about being an everlasting father, we don't see God for who he truly is. We see our everlasting father just like we see our dad, whether he was good but flawed or whether he was not a great dad, a bad, bad dad. And so maybe today you look at Jesus, our everlasting father, and because you see him through the lens of your earthly dad, you see a father who is never satisfied. Maybe today I'm speaking to someone and your dad was never for you for, for your dad it was never enough. Nothing you did mattered. You, no matter how hard you tried, how hard you achieved, how much you succeeded in life, he was never satisfied. And the words that you heard were you should have done this. The words that you heard were, hey, that's good, but you could have done better. The words that were spoken over your life is, hey, next time try harder. Never satisfied with where you are. And because you hear those words echoing from your earthly dad, when you hear Jesus speaking, you hear an everlasting father who is never satisfied. Perhaps for you, you look at Jesus, our everlasting father, and because you see him through the lens of your earthly father, you see, he, you see a father who is always angry. Maybe uh, things were great in your home until dad got home from work. Everything was fine. And then when dad got home, it was on eggshells. And when dad got home, it was, we have to be quiet. We have to be careful. And when dad got home, we had to just watch what we said because you just never knew when he might fly off the handle in a fit of rage or in anger. And he might have said words like this, you're never going to amount to anything. You're a loser. You're a disappointment. You'll never amount to anything. He said words to this, you're a mistake. Perhaps today your dad was physically abusive to you or or even sexually abused you. And if that's you today, I'm so, so sorry that that's happened to you. So, so sorry. But that's the way that you see, that's what your dad did to you. And so when you talk about Jesus, an everlasting father, all you see is an earthly dad who was either never satisfied or a dad who was always angry or a dad who was abusive. Today, if you're in that place of where maybe your dad was abusive, I just pray and believe for God's healing upon your life. He can heal the wounds. He can bring you to a place of healing today. 
Or maybe when you look at Jesus, our everlasting Father, and because you see him through the lens of your earthly father, you see a father who is seldom there. Maybe your parents divorced when you were young and suddenly dad was no longer around so much anymore. You didn't see him as often. Maybe your dad passed away when you were young or even when you were a little bit older and so you, you know, he wasn't there. Didn't come to your first footy game. He didn't walk you down the aisle and dad was missing. He wasn't there. Perhaps he was there, but he wasn't there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Perhaps dad was there, but he checked out. Dad left, clocked out a long time ago. He was distant. And so when we talk about Jesus as our everlasting father, all you can think of is a Jesus who is seldom there, a Jesus who is not there. Maybe for you it's not been that extreme or maybe it's been worse than that. All I know is that often our view of God, our view of our everlasting Father is so often shaped by the experiences that we've been through through our own earthly dad. and What he did and what he said and how he was. And we can be confused about the everlasting Father. We can be confused about God. But I believe that if we could just lay aside for a moment if we could just put aside what our, what our experiences in life have been with a father, with a dad, and if we could see Jesus, if we could see the Father through the right lens, through the right way, we would see that there is a Father who loves us and cares for us, and that we might see that He is not how we want to project an image onto Him. He is so much better, so much greater, so much more than any earthly dad that we could ever experience. And we might see a Jesus, we might see an everlasting father in a new light, in a way that we have not seen him before. So today, what lens should we look at the father through? If we shouldn't look at him through the lens of our earthly dad, what lens should we look at him through? Well, I believe we should look at him through the lens of Scripture. The lens of Scripture. This is why I encourage us, church, that we need to be reading our Bible. We need to know what the Bible says so that that way we look at Jesus, we look at God through the lens of Scripture. And so what we're going to do now is just spend a little bit of time looking at Jesus through the lens of Scripture. And this is what we discover. When you turn to the person next to you and say, hey, this is great today. Turn to any dads and say, hey, dad, you're a good dad. I don't know if you all are good dads, but let's just say you're a good dad. Number one, if you're writing down notes, if you're taking notes, write this down. Everlasting Father is full of compassion. Come on, our everlasting Father, He is full of compassion. Here's what the psalmist says about our Father. Psalm 103 verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. That's our Heavenly Father. Someone needs to hear this today. He is compassionate for you. He is slow to anger. And He is abounding in love. One of the greatest moments that a Christian will experience in their life is the moment when they realize that their Heavenly Father, that, that their Heavenly Father is compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love. And that there is nothing zilch, Nada, zero, there is nothing you can do to get him to love you more than he already loves you. There's nothing that you can do to get him to be more compassionate 
and full of love for you than he already does. Nothing. And see, some of you are sitting here today and because you've had to perform for your father, because you had to do the right thing for your dad to feel accepted, you think that to be accepted by Jesus You've got to check the checklist off that Jesus is watching. You've got to do the right things. You've got to do all these things for Him to uh, accept you. And because of that, you're bringing some of that mentality into your approach with your relationship with Jesus Christ. And so in your walk with God, you work. You come to church. You pray. You read your Bible. You do all those things. Not because... You love the presence of God or not because you just enjoy being in His presence, but because you feel I have to work my way to get my Father's acceptance. But church today, there is nothing you could do to ever get Jesus to love or accept you any more than He already has. Matthew 11, 28, 29, we know this scripture, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. Today, would you just rest in God? Stop the working. Stop the striving. Stop the thinking that you've got to do things. Stop the performing. Live a life that glorifies God. I'm not telling you to go out there and just live your best life. Double quotes, live a life that glorifies Jesus, but please don't think that by you living a good life that God is going to love you any more than He already loves you. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. He cannot love you any more. Our everlasting Father is what? He is full of compassion. When we look at Jesus through the lens of Scripture, we discover, number two, our everlasting Father cares for us. He cares for us. My son Roman, talking about Roman a bit today, my son Roman, he has this saying that he likes to say, and it is this, I don't care. I don't care. And so I say to him, hey, mate, you should stop doing that because you're going to hurt yourself. Uh, I don't care. You should put that down because if you don't, you're going to drop it and it's going to break. I don't care. And I was racking my brains to think, wow, where did he get this saying from? Like, how has he learned to say, I don't care? And then one day, I was just listening to myself. And you know what I heard myself say to my kids? I love you so much. I don't, I, say, I heard myself saying, I don't care. And I was like, ouch, that's where Romans got it from. Can I just say to you today, our everlasting Father will never say to you, I don't care. He will never say to you, I don't care, because He cares for us. He will never be angry with you. He will never abuse you because He cares for you. The keys could come. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God says, I've got good plans for your future. Of hope, of a future, of a plan to prosper you. Our Heavenly Father wants to do this for you. Why? Because He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you so much. And if you could just let that truth sink into your heart today. Come on, let it go past your mind. 
Let it go past the logic. Let it go into your heart, your soul, the spirit. That the Bible says the spirit calls out, Abba, Father. That part of your spirit, whether you know it or not, whether you're a Christian here today or not, there is a part of you that cries out. If you would let God speak into your spirit, you would know that your everlasting Father cares for you. He cares for you so much. How do I know it? I already said it because He sent His Son, Jesus to die for you the most. He sent, he sent Himself. He sent Himself in the likeness of the Son in Jesus to die for you. Can I tell you something? The most precious thing to God is the relationship between Himself, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And He sent part of Himself to be with us here on earth because He cares for you. He died for your sins. He offers you salvation. He offers you freedom from your past. He offers you a life right here, right now with Him and a life in eternity with God, the Father, the everlasting Father, because He cares for you. Our everlasting Father is full of compassion. Our everlasting Father cares for us. And when we look at Jesus through the eyes of Scripture, through the lens of Scripture, we discover thirdly and lasting, our everlasting Father is always there. Come on, someone say it with me. Our everlasting Father is always there. He's always there. He's always there for you. He's always there for you. You know, I shouldn't say this today as a pastor of a church, but even if you never came back to church, even if you stopped reading your Bible, even if you no longer prayed to Jesus, even if you went to a, through a season of life where your life dishonors God, where you turned away from Him, where you went out and did life like the prodigal son if you don't know the story google and read that story if you went off and did what you want to do if you turned your back on jesus if you did everything wrong can i tell you the everlasting father is waiting for you he is beside you he just wants to hear your voice father where are you and right now right there he is with you why because the everlasting father is always there. He's always there. If you don't believe me, let's go to the Scripture. Here's what it says about the everlasting Father. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. That's God. That's a promise today to someone. That's a promise today for someone's family, for someone's child, for you today. God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You might feel like it. God, where are you? Maybe you're going through a season right now where it's like, Jesus, what's going on? The Heavenly Father, the Everlasting Father, He said He won't forsake you. He will not leave you. He is with you right now. He is with you. I thought about singing the Rick Ashley song, Never Gonna Give You Up, but I thought, no, we won't do that. I want to leave that song you know, going in your mind for the rest of the day. thought I might Rick roll you. But you know, Jesus is saying, I'm never going to give you up today. I'm never going to give you up. I'm never going to give you up. You know, humans, we give up. Humans, we give up on people. Humans, we, as much as we exercise God's grace, we give up on people. But God, He's the God of second chances. He's the God of fourth chances. I said it in my first sermon of this series, the God of 100 chances, 1,000 chances. I don't know about you, but me, Whoa, I try to practice Scripture 70 times 7, 490 times, but 491 times, it, you're out. I cut you off. 
But Jesus says, I'm always there for you. My forgiveness is there for you. I'm there for you. When you're hurting and you're lost, God's there for you. When your life is tough, He's there for you. When you need Him the most, He's there for you. When everything is going wrong, Jesus is there for you. When life is great, when life couldn't be better, He's there for you. When you're living for yourself, Jesus is there for you. When you've turned your back, He's there for you. When you say, God, I'm angry with you about this situation, He is there for you today. And as I finish, I want to leave you with this powerful thought. Today, God's compassion and care and being there is everlasting. See, we've been talking about the Father and His compassion and care and being there for you. But there's that word everlasting at the front of it. And this compassion and care and being there for you is everlasting. It's everlasting. It doesn't stop. It's never going to stop. It's not just on a time limit. It's not just uh, something like this. It's everlasting. It's for now in this life. And you know what? It's for eternity too. Do you know that you still need God's everlasting love, compassion, care, and being always there for you, even in eternity? If you changed His mind in a moment, woof, we disappear. But His love is everlasting for all eternity, for all time. It never stops. It never ends. And I love this passage of Scripture. If you've been around a bit, you might know the song, Lamentations 3, 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It's a golden oldie. It's an old song, but it's an amazing song. And you know, I was the same day that I picked up that tablet for my son, was the same day that I was driving my daughter to a friend's house, was the same day that I was thinking about this message and I was driving along my car and I wasn't listening to this this song, I'd be lying if I said that, but I was listening to some worship and I was just overwhelmed by God's goodness. And I was in the car and I was just, I was weeping, I was crying, God, you are so good. You are compassionate to me. You care for me. You've always been there for me. There have been moments in my life where I've needed all three of those things. There are moments today where I always need those three things. And God, you are there for me. The presence of God. Jesus, your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. See, you can't outwit, outlast, outplay, outsin God's everlasting compassion and care and love for you and being always there for you might think you're I was going to say something but I won't say you might think you're the baddest bad person in the world can I just say to you you can't sink too low you can't run too long you can't go to the highest places where you can escape God's love for you the love of Jesus Christ he'll never stop loving you his mercy never ends great is his faithfulness today today I want to ask us how might our lives be different How might our families be different? How might our church be different? The workplaces that we work in, how might the environments that we create ourselves be so much different if we were to receive this revelation today to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to stop looking at the everlasting Father through the lenses of my dad. And maybe your dad was an amazing dad. And so it might not be that, you know, that bad a thing, but I can tell you something right now. Your everlasting Father 
is a better dad than your dad. He's a better version. In fact, he's not a better version. He's the ultimate. He is the role model. He is what we try to achieve but cannot because of the sin in our life. If we took a hold of this and ran with it, your friends, your family, the world out there, they're looking for compassion. They're looking for compassion. The world around us, they're looking for someone who cares. You've got friends, you've got family, they're looking for someone who cares. They're looking for someone to be there for them. And can I just encourage us, church, oftentimes we hear a sermon and we feel maybe condemned. We feel like there's this heavy weight that the preacher's putting on us. But today, can I just say to you, I'm not putting a heavy weight on you today. I'm not trying to condemn you today because guess what? You don't have to do it yourself. I'm not asking you to do it in your strength. I'm not asking you to do it in your own way. You don't have to carry the weight yourself. You have the everlasting Father with you. He is in you. He is for you. He's working through you. And you don't have to try to force this. You just have to let Jesus out of you. You just have to let Jesus out. You just say, today, Jesus, would you come out? Today, Jesus, would you lead my life? Would you let me see opportunities? Today, I want to be compassionate. I want to care. I want to be there for someone. Would you say, Jesus, would you come out of my life and help this person, this someone, to find that there is someone who is, who, to let them know that there is someone who is compassionate, who cares, who is there for them, who is always there for them. And his name, it's not Bronson, it's not Mark, it's not Valentina, it's not Jackie, it's not Anne. It is Jesus. He is there for them. Jesus, He is our everlasting Father. Unto us, an everlasting Father is born. Let's pray today. Everlasting Father, we thank You this morning. Jesus, we can look at You through the lens of